Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G.O.D., and I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin, Godspeed, and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission. And welcome back to the Daily Transcendence podcast with my fellow colleague, transcender, and best friend, G.O.D. Um, I hope to everyone who listened to the last episode uh, heard us out on what we're going to be going into today. Very exciting topic, and it's been very uh, interesting to to dive into this. Knowing it's always been there, to me, it's always... Uh, and I know that this is... Um, say one of the most important aspects of the astrological uh, topic uh, to, to everyone, especially right now, because of all the crazy changes in the world. Not only is the story playing out in the sky, but this whole generational story truly has been revealing. And the more and more, at least me personally, have, have gone into it. And I know, like the way I learn is I observe other people and I observe events and, and just seeing it. It's like, you know, we had said that what inspired me to bring this topic up was not only what Gio was going through and his personal little uh, up and down with you know his job and just his personal life, but for me too, uh, just seeing the the patterns and then realizing our generation, uh, the Pluto Scorpio, has gone through so much and how the abandonment and loss and the, uh, the you know death of parents and uh, just what we've had to deal with since we've been alive, uh, it just it's revealing, but it's also, there's a healing factor by being aware of it. So it's, it's been very exciting going into this and we're going to, we're going to keep going today. Yeah. I feel a very, a beautiful part of, you know, uh, coming into this and this realization of, uh, of like this generational importance and stuff. It really, it really helps give that insight into even just how, how we evolve as soul beings. And then just the opportunity that's available uh, with 
understanding ourselves and our involvement through the astrology. So um, I think it's, I think it's really, uh, really a nice thing. So um, yeah. So as far as the last episode, you know, just a little recap, we obviously were talking about Pluto and Scorpio generation, um, you know, compared to other generations as well, different signs and everything. Um, and really going into the, those factors. Um, and as we've gone to that, we've gone through kind of just them in the signs and the, you know, the certain time frames as well of, of what they correlate and what they mean and the buildup of previous generations. And, you know, as we're going forward there's something that to understand as well is that, um, there's, there's a lot to be said now, even with the correlation of which house they're in. Um, and, and going into that will lead even further into really getting in, into exploring uh, the chart in that point and to really be able to put these types of uh, um, identifications to the soul uh, desires and the soul purpose um, and really to be able to have this like, ob- uh, to be able to observe the nature of of like a self-reflected uh, self consciousness and have a deepening awareness of uh, why we are even here and our soul awareness of, mm-hmm. of what's what's below the surface. Yep. And uh, it's the more where I, I, I'm emphasizing the revealing of things today has been more so of uh, one of the biggest giveaways to me in the past few years was the whole uh, how David Palmer had mentioned um, Pluto, uh, every time Pluto and Saturn would come together and in Capricorn, there was a plague. And to me, it just, it, it keeps showing its face to, at least to me, and I know to many other people, it's why people continue to study astrology once they see beyond their daily horoscope and co-star and all that nonsense. That what it is, is, you know, the story really is laid out. And you could say that, okay, we have free will and we do to a certain extent, but there also is this cosmic story playing out. And the beauty of it is it's in the sky. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this analogy last time, but I, I did come up with this myself. And I, I love the, just the thinking of it like this is, you know, astrology is, you know, like Braille for the spiritually blind. And mm. you can even relate it to, you know, their little dots in the sky and their placement will tell me what the, you know, how to read the story. And if we, we've gone many times into statistics, into history, into how planets come together and certain things happen. Like another one would be every time Uranus comes back into Gemini, that uh, a world war or some sort of big war has happened, uh, especially for America. So these stories are built into the sky and the, the, the proof is actually in the pudding. It's actually in the, the events, the occurrences that go on in in the world so now bringing it to the generational aspects we're seeing the stories of the generations playing out and this is amazing because the more i've gone back and even like back to my grandparents generation which is more pluto leo and um and as it goes through the different zodiacal signs it's just it's incredible and it's it's when i say healing it's healing because it allows you to really see that Things that you're that you're dealing with on a more on a, a collective level, and especially with your generation, you're going to see people go through 
so many similar things that you do. And you could say, oh, it's because, you know, we're born with in the same time. And of course, the world's going through similar things at the same time. And I get it. But more so, no, there's some things that are more, say, sophisticated that are going on, that it's not just all these people are going through the same thing because of just the times. Yes, because the times, but also because of the energies. And that's what astrologically it's telling you is that these are the energies. This is the play out of the story. And the beauty of it is when you know the story, you know your part. And when you know your part, you get, I would say it's like rewarded. You're getting, you're getting, you have a GPS for your spirit and your soul. And especially in these times, it's really easy to get lost and to lose yourself. And to think when that a lot of us have been so dependent on the system and everything else, and it's made us that way. The system has made us dependent. The government has made us dependent on it. And when you see the lies and you see through it, and you realize that you've been depending on something that's a lie, now you realize, well, shit, I have to, I actually have to know who I am now. And once all the stuff, all the distractions and all the lies are stripped away, how do you know who you are? And here we are, Damn. astrologically. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see it in this way. And especially, you know, since we're talking about more so of the generational astrology, um, it's, it's really, you know, since we're, we, we, we're coming into this with the focus of maybe, you know, one of the outer planets, uh, and we've been going into, you know, Pluto, it's amazing to see how that even with being in a collective generation, when it comes to say your, uh, you know, where your Pluto's at, uh, in your chart, you know, it's still no matter what, no one size fits all, you know, so there's no matter what, there's always a uniqueness to every individual in their chart and stuff and everything that's going on. Um, and you're able to see the direction that's reflected through the observation correlation concept. And it's being able to have that self-reflection on your consciousness and you're just your being your soul. And then be able to, uh, like I said, be able to put some sort of uh, words to what it is and how it's being played out, you know, because it, it's helping us be able to establish, especially when looking at, at Pluto, it's helping us to be able to establish um, uh, that feeling of, of separation from the mind and physical senses, because there is no real separation. Everything is all connected. So it's allowing us to be able to connect back with ourselves and understand ourselves and have that awareness so that we move in a sort of direction of of going back to source going back to source and 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 ultimate consciousness um and it's really cool so with you know we said pluto we mentioned that i would it's you know it's the metamorphosis you know it's it's the whole when you're looking at it um the operation between the caterpillar uh, moving, you know, uh, coming into being the butterfly. So, you know, the Pluto paradigm really shows the depths of our soul and coming in and how we facilitate the desires uh, and the destinies. Now, the destinies, the the nodes actually play a big part in that as well. Uh, so there's a cool correlation there, but we'll eventually get into that. We shall. And um, mm -hmm. it gets more and more relatable when you understand the process of reading a chart and you know in my opinion by seeing the bigger picture gives me validity because i have proof and then once you can get over 
the you know validity factor or you know is this even true once you just open up your mind to it you begin to see more and i find that a very uh important part of the process is to not go into things blindly but truly understand where they came from how they were made uh sometimes you won't get a clear answer with certain things uh but you know and like astrology it's like you know me and Gio were having this conversation of well how did it come about like what guy looked in the star, picked one out or picked out a constellation and gave it the story and gave it the end. Like it's, it's a very gray area, but where I see the validity is once again in the real world, in the events, these things are happening and they're happening according to, even when you relate it to the body, um, you know, Gemini being the twins, you have, and they rule the hands, the twins, you know, cancer ruling the heart and protecting the heart. And that's your breastplate. You know, uh, Leo being Lionheart, Leo rules the heart. So you see all of these symbolisms and all that stuff play out. And to, to, to constantly go down that is a distraction. But just to open your mind, you'll be able to truly see uh, the information that is needed. So it always is coming into these things with an open mind and truly understanding them uh, without trying to get some sort of, um, you know, stay out of stay away from beliefs and I've said this before, is to stay in this state of speculation and suspend your beliefs and be open to it. And then once you do, I promise you, it's it's amazing. Uh, and once you get past the whole uh, trying to discover, do I believe this or not, which just, just sit there and learn, you get to the individual side of things. And when you know how to read a chart and you see where your specific things are placed with Pluto, it's all about your soul. It's all about your generation. It's all about what are you doing within your generation? Like, what's the bigger mission as a collective from your, you know, your age group, your collective group? And then the house system is the areas of life in the chart. So you would know this by knowing your rising sign. And we had mentioned too, like Geo's a Virgo rising. I'm a Sagittarius rising. So that's our first house or house of ego. And then you have 11 more. So 12 houses all around. And so with people say from 83 to 95, they have Pluto and Scorpio. That's where it was in the sky. And where, whatever time you were born and whatever day, you're going to have a specific rising sign. And that's going to tell you the order of the houses. So within that, you're going to find out with Pluto and Scorpio, what house it's in. So we found it, uh, you know, rather important to go down the line today. So we are going to go down the line and give a, just a brief uh, understanding to what each, each house means and what that means with Pluto uh, inside of that house and more so definitely in Scorpio is the more focused, but you'll get a general idea of it. Yeah, exactly. Cause using the rule of three of looking at the sign, the house and a planet, um, especially when it comes to Pluto, you are seeing the soul, um, actualizing, uh, it's the, it's desires and, and action. Uh, and you're seeing how it's, it's all connected, you know? And then, yeah. So, you know, seeing seeing the house is a big key factor as well of understanding further because um it gives the themes and the settings um and then when you look at the sign in that house and how the sign uh you would then look at the the sign in that house and you would see how the sign would impact those themes so pluto is then showing the soul's desires and purpose and whichever house it's in whichever house it's in uh, it correlates the theme and the setting to the soul desires. And the sign would be the impact of those themes of the soul 
for the past, the present, and the future. That's why this goes a lot deeper when you're looking at Pluto than rather other uh, maybe you know sun, moon, uh, and rising and stuff. You know, you're looking at a, something that has a lot more deeper. I mean, think about it again. Once again, it's one of the outermost planets. It's you know the 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 travel it makes. You know, and its trajectory is all the the only one that's a little bit differently differently how it kind of goes further below uh, the ecliptic as well um, into the underworld. Exactly. So these are all the things that uh, we're noticing, uh, and we're sitting there being able to make the correlation of those seasons and and that movement as well. Um, so this in turn does give us the identification and the expression of how we can connect to the divine path of our soul to source and see how we can facilitate it in, in, in uh, its direction appropriately by observing our consciousness, ego identity, uh, our personalities through correlation with other parts of our psyche and within the awareness of other aspects of our, char- uh, of our chart. So, but mm-hmm. should we go m- more so with, you know, Pluto Scorpio. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, well, what I'll do is we're, we wanted to do a brush up just in case uh, people didn't. And we kind of already have, but we'll go a little deeper on that and then we'll hit the houses. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll brush up a little more again, remind people of uh, just some of the impacts that Pluto's had on generations and what the themes really are. Uh, and just to solidify that. And then we can go down the house system uh, with Pluto and Scorpio and then, uh, you know, even if we have some time, we can uh, go into maybe some generations before us and investigate some of them and see what certain people would be dealing with in the previous generations and say, maybe we'll give a few examples of, say, Pluto and Virgo in the seventh house and what that would be like. Just so you get a general idea, you can really grasp and wrap your mind around this whole concept. Because like Gio said, uh you know, we, we go into, say, astrology, usually getting hit with horoscopes. And usually it's your sun sign. It's like, oh, okay, you know, sun travels through each zodiac sign once every year, goes through the 12 signs, and you were born at a certain time in the month, and that's your sun sign, because that's where the sun was in the sky. But a month, which is a moon, which is the moon going around the zodiac, another personal planet, but it tends to change signs every two and a half days. It's why if you know another person that was born... A few days after you and they're a Gemini and but their moon mine's in Cancer and a person with the moon in Leo who's going to be a Gemini is going to be way more outgoing way more you know there's going to be different aspects that reflect and the whole chart is this like uh, you know it's uh, it's like a bunch of puzzle pieces that come together as one it's like a blueprint like uh, or a fingerprint meaning it's like a uh, you know you can't look at just one line on the finger and and you know they take your fingerprint and there's a unique general whole to the whole, you know, uh, to, the, to the fingerprint. So you, you you start learning how to break it down. But with this, Pluto is the, that's like you're getting the whole finger first. You're getting the whole outline. You see what the finger looks like. You see where you're, you, you're going to see this bigger picture. And then if you work backwards into the sun and into the moon and all that, of course, that's going to be more relatable as you, as you kind of retract back inward. But your outer planets are giving you this bigger mission. It's giving you this bigger understanding. And um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I want to read a passage real quick from the Jeffrey Wolf Green book, which is called Pluto, the Evolutionary Journey of the Soul. Uh, and this will break down just Pluto real quick, and then uh, we'll get to it. So, pl- 
Pluto correlates to the soul and evolution. What is a soul? According to many spiritual, religious, and metaphysical sources, including the Bhagavad Gita and the Bible, the soul is an immutable consciousness that has its own individuality or identity that remains intact from life to life. In each lifetime, of course, the soul manifests a personality that has a subjective consciousness and an unconsciousness. Saturn defines the boundaries of our subjective consciousness, that of which we are consciously aware. Uranus represents the individualized consciousness. Neptune, the collective unconscious, and the Pluto is the soul itself. Each personality that the soul manifests from lifetime to lifetime has an ego, which is actually the moon sign, uh, and it serves as a focusing agent to create one's own self-image. The moon is similar to the lens in a movie projector, and without the lens, there would be no picture upon the screen. So each personality has an intrinsic nature and an orientation that experiences life in its own unique way. Each personality that the soul manifests relates directly to the evolutionary necessities of the soul. The soul through the personality must experience life in particular ways in order to grow and evolve. Each personality created is directly linked to the past evolutionary and karmic history of the soul. And that's where you will find the importance in the Pluto. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think also with knowing that when it comes to Pluto, you know, we say one size doesn't fit all and there's, uh, you know, there's certain breakdowns to it, um, even with the core soul evolutionary intentions of Pluto, there's different, different states that they're in as well. Certain people in those Pluto generations and stuff, um, you know, um, since we are talking about Pluto Scorpio, I'll go into I'll go into that. Right, I was going to ask you go into yeah. It. yeah I think you should uh, yeah give us a little mm-hmm. breakdown on this Pluto Scorpio. Yeah. So yeah, I'll do it as Pluto Scorpio, but keep in mind that these states of of intention are also there with other Pluto generations as well. So, but they'll just have a different esque to them uh, as as well. But you could kind of get the general idea from this. So within. Um, within the core soul evolution with Pluto, you have three states. You have the consensus state, the individual state, and then the spiritual state. Um, and that's kind of, it's kind of a good focus to kind of see maybe so where you are coming, when you're coming to this awareness, maybe kind of like where you're at or where you kind of came from um, within this identification of having Pluto and Scorpio and whichever house it is as well and stuff. So, but with Pluto and Scorpio, this, the, I'll start with the consensus state. This reflects this, the souls that are learning how society operates in order to advance greater levels within society. And we would look at this consensus, consensus state as being ruled by Saturn as well, because we're talking about, um, this, this type of society structure. We're talking about authority in that way. Um, you know, we're talking about laws and everything. So, for Pluto and Scorpio generation, you know, there's a tendency that those uh, maybe in this consensus state with uh, in that generation, they could have a, a, a tendency to conform with the majority of society for security reasons, you know, the, because of the fact of they see um, the deeper depths of uh, also understanding that, you know, uh, you know, this that life is life is hard. Life is hard and I, you know, I, I don't know how much I can, you know, do this in this way. I kind of got to follow and play by the rules a little bit, but they're still going to find a way to transform it and do it in their own way. So they'll learn laws, they'll learn customs and norms of culture in order to advance above the system from a monetary and a social status standpoint. 
Um, and then they learn how society operates in order to be able to act as leader um, and be able to g gain that power. You know, there's also the opposite way that it could end up going through certain things um, and they could come from more of a powerless standpoint. Um, I think that's where the initial coming into it of understanding being in this consensus state is. So they have a uh, Pluto Scorpio generation has a focus on attaining material wealth and a career of higher degree or social status. They also have the inability sometimes to think outside of the confines of the consensus society in general. And they'll maybe advocate for other, uh, for other conformity to different norms as well. Uh, they'll seek to empower themselves through knowledge of society operations um, that's more so psychological in nature um, and the bottom lines with cultures as well. Uh, the soul will take on a belief without any independent questioning or investigation. Now, like I said, this comes within a, you know, being maybe from this certain state that you're coming from with understanding Pluto and Scorpio generation. Not necessarily that you will be that, but there's is a tendency and a good way to just kind of see where you're at. Um, but then the soul evolves in this state by progressive, uh, progressively deepening the knowledge of how society is structured and then uses his knowledge to actualize a, um, say, a career that is in the highest level of a social strata. So in like in a positive manifestation, the soul will use this knowledge to empower others in a social context. These are like the individuals that will align with a career that aims to help others advance within society as well. Um, and they'll help them learn the necessary psychology that will allow such advancement to occur. Um, in more so of a negative expression, the soul will use this knowledge for manip uh, manipulation um, and the desire for social power and egocentric, uh, egocentric means. Um, being able to kind of maybe reclaim some of that that powerlessness that they felt they never had or was 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 not given to them or taken from them, you know this this is how it can be shown in that negative way. Um, but the the Pluto and Scorpio goal is not to self destruct, but to destroy something that no longer belongs. You need to use the Plutonian power. Uh, to cause a nuclear explosion when the time is right. You're both goddess and God. You decide when and how to use this power. Uh, what type of new universe you are seeking to create has to do with which house Pluto resides in. Um, so that's the consensus state. Any any words on that at all? Um, well, and just to remind people that Pluto and Scorpio does uh, date back from November 83 to November 95. Uh, and if you were born during this time, that makes you a millennial. And it also makes you a member of the Pluto and Scorpio. And so if you fall within this time and think back to what it was like growing up, um, you know, it was, we all had very similar, uh, you know, themes going on. And I, once again, I always relate to observing just others, hearing stories and, you know, there was abandonment traumas, intense desires, sudden transformations, emotional roller coasters that we all endured as children. And uh, millennials have such a bad rap. And it's, mm -hmm. it's people do not realize 
that we were such a transition cult or uh, generation. We we you had the white picket fence in the family just kind of ending in the early 90s. We're born, divorce begins, and all the chaos and, and, and all that stuff ensues in the 90s, even though it was somewhat more laid back than now. There was, you know, we had Nickelodeon and all like, you know, Cartoon Network, very nostalgic times too. Like, you can, memorabilia was big on us. You know, I felt like we had great childhoods. We, we, we started out with going outside, meeting people, playing with friends, and it is a lot different. So we did have that, those great aspects, but that's that scorpionic split of having all like to get all that stuff we had to the other payment was all the other the uh, the, the negative aspects the more uh traumatic and all that and these experiences all defined us you know yeah. i mean the divorce rates among all of our friends growing up were immense and i i didn't i feel like none of my friends really it was very rare to have someone have a normal family and their mom and dad be together but then you, you got to also remember we're coming into this age of the internet and so now we're hitting only maybe 10, 11 years old, some of us, some a little older, but you have the aftermath of 9-11, rights being taken away, conspiracy beginning. Now we can go on the internet and find porn and death and murder and just consumptionjunction.com and e-bombs world and, you know, and all that stuff had such, you know, scorpionic, hidden, nasty shit about it. And um, this is what separates us from Gen Z, but also separates us from the, the previous so, you know, let's, I'll remind everybody that Pluto isn't all bad. It's the planet of power dynamics. It's also yeah. regeneration. It's transformation. And all that's beneath the surface. But it does symbolize the caterpillar as it retreats into the cocoon. And the process it endures as it goes through a complete change. So, in astronomy, Pluto's gone through a lot of changes throughout the years as well. Uh, like, even from observation and a lot of the symbolism people use is actual physical symbolism. Like, for mm -hmm. example, the Pluto's the soul. Pluto, you can't see in the sky. So it's like you can't see that aspect in yourself. You can use it in that way. All the outer planets are somewhat like that. So just to remind everybody what it's what it's like to be a millennial and who is a millennial and mm -hmm. to keep, uh, you know, your, uh, your mind straight on the fact that, you know, during this time, we may have been the generation to experience, um, you know, the blame game, uh, or more so of like with all our traumas that people will see that as we use it as an excuse to be lazy and to not go to work and not want to do anything. But yet really there's that other aspect where we're really powerful. We'll go get five jobs. We'll go, you know, we've dealt with so much and some of us really used it as a power source mm -hmm. too. So, yeah. 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 And I, I think, I think what's, what's interesting to look at for that generation in in say some of that time period of which you're talking about, like, you know, we already kind of came into this whole, uh, came into this timeline of being like, okay, like we don't know is, is the, is the world a scary place or are we not safe and stuff like that. And then, you know, nine 11 does happen and it's true. It does bring up all these, um, darker aspects constantly growing up now with, uh, uh, terror alerts and, you know, being at a new terror alert level, you know, and then you see what kind of comes from it too, is even just the, the heightened security. And, you know, we're kind of, now we're seeing it in the outside world at this pretty young age, most of us of seeing it as like, oh gosh, like, you know, we're in danger and stuff. Like, you know, the world isn't safe. Um, you get the TSA that, ends up coming about now we have more security airport i mean uh airport security 
uh, the TSA comes about, then a, a new department, Homeland Security, is established as well. So it's like weird how also, you know, we're talking about Pluto and Scorpio and hidden and and kind of like these things that are transforming, like travel was transformed, you know, just ev- everyday things and also hidden things or agendas coming to the surface as well and manifesting in a certain way. You know, is it just happen chance? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's just, you know, it's too conveniently placed for stuff like that. So that's how it goes back to just fortifying that whole Pluto Scorpio Scorpio era of being like, is the world safe? I don't think it is, you know, that tendency to kind of like view it in more so of that that darker way too. Um, but not necessarily meaning it's bad. There's once again, some sort of foundation to get from this. There's also a, a realization and a coming into our own um, on the power grab when it comes to Pluto and not saying that in a egotistical fucking narcissist way of trying to power grab. Well, but, so, some of us are also aware yeah, but too, that's that, that possible. Be, right. That is, and it is possible. Remember it's like mm-hmm. you have polarities within uh, just a sign itself. And, you know, a sign mm-hmm. has a, pol- a polarity as an opposite sign, but then within it, you'll have the yin and the yang. So even mm-hmm. within the Pluto Scorpio, of course you do have the lazy ones. You do have the ones that are manipulative. You do have the ones that are just all for power. You'll have the people that just want to just want money and drugs and sex. And that's, that comes from it. And if you think about the mm-hmm. era that we were born into, it's like, we really are uh, like splitting images of that time. Uh, uh, whatever's going on the global scale, it's built into our genetics. It's built into our story, you know? So it's, it's definitely something that was forced, I guess, or more so of like, it was just built into all of us. And leading up to this time, if you really think about it, you know, a lot of the world is scared and has a lot of fear. And, uh, you know, maybe people are starting to realize that it's not just, it's not a safe place and that they're seeing through the bullshit. And this is where I back my generation up that Mm -hmm. we saw this years ago. And this is why a lot of us maybe had retracted and became a little inward or even started doing drugs and alcohol. There's, there's no excuse for any of that, Mm -hmm. but there was this aspect to our lives growing up where we got to, we, we were one of the first to actually really uh, truly see the dark side and then also have to face it and watch everyone else whether if it was habitually or unconsciously go through life and not pay these type of things any mind, you know, like we're, we're the generation also that grows into, we like with movies and all that and all the, the topics, I think I've mentioned that, you know, like Harry Potter comes out, there's magic and there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interests in the occult and there's, um, you know, the uh, interest in all that's unseen and then, and in that way too. So it's like, we are this, generation that's prepared for the paranormal and prepared for the fear and a lot of us i think sit here and you i've heard you say this geo where you know it's like it's kind of like we're used to this yeah there there's there is a a, a stark famili- familiarity mm. Famili- i don't know if i'm saying that right i don't you know why word, words sure are weird it. today uh fucking you're on a retrograde i guess i mm-hmm. don't know <laughs> or but, yeah. i mean your chiron you know that chiron uh, placement you have that's right we did we did say yeah. that Um, but yeah, so the, but so the soul desires of Pluto, like also with that, it's like they, you you can't exactly have a mental process about it. We can only use word identifications. So in knowing that this is what kind of leads us to using the identity and the ego, which we also can find that through, uh, you know, the rising and the moon, 
um, in our charts, uh, which helps facilitate our understanding of the soul's desires and then why it chose to incarnate um, on this path, which in turn, this leads back to source uh, uh, once the awareness is in place. Um, so you're identifying with the soul's desires through more so of your earthly body as well and stuff. But of course, obviously, there comes internal aspects as well, since Pluto, we're definitely dealing with that. But um, but yeah, so back to the the, you know, evolutionary intentions of this Pluto Scorpio generation. We went over the consensus state, you know, showing how it's ruled by Saturn, more so those those Pluto Scorpio people. Um, and it's kind of funny because like those are those could be the people that um, you know, maybe have a little more uh you know, shit, that could be a Capricorn rising. They could have their Pluto being in maybe more so the tenth house. Um, you know, where it's more the Capricornian ruled uh uh, type of theme, I guess you can say. So that's where their focus comes more so of like uh, taking on society and its rules and its raw laws and and taking on that, trying to find a way to work with it and develop that authority. Um, but the next state uh, that would be is the individual state. And this reflects on uh, evolutionary condition wherein the soul is individuating from more so of a uh, Jungian point of view, I guess you could say. So, so real psychological uh, type in that way. And this would be ruled by Uranus. Um, and what's somebody in this state would be more so about, you know, liberating and deconditioning from consensus in order to actualize unique individuality of the soul. Um, and they would also have the tendency to, you know, independently question notions and, and question authority figures within society. These can be more so the rebels. We know Uranus Aquarius, Aquarius rebels. Um, so they also can have the, the, the desire to investigate and explore areas of life outside the boundaries of the norm. Um, evolution also occurs in this state when the soul becomes internally secure within expressing and actualizing unique individuality. So having that creative expression, you know, the arts, writing, all that music. Um, so these people might also be more so of the voice uh, the for the for the right for rights or for freedom or independence in some sort of way. Um, they can also act as a source of emotional support for other people. Um, then uh, they manifest as individual individuals who will rebel against conformity and confront those who enforce it. Damn straight. Uh, mm -hmm. They they they're more self empowered through the variety of alternative psychological knowledge and ways that promotes awareness of unique psychological makeup uh, of each individual and their expression. So these are people that may be very interested in the occult, mindfulness, spirituality, metaphysics, philosophy, um, going more so in, more so in that way. These could also be the people that have like maybe Pluto in the eleventh house, um, house of networks. Yeah, there in you the go. world. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so they also have the ability to psychologically penetrate others to help grow past the current limitations and blocks. So there's a, a lot to do with other people as well, as we can see. And, 
you know, definitely we've we've mentioned before about the whole Pluto Scorpio thing. They have this tendency to want to be able to dig into the psyche of others uh, in turn to either manipulate or to be able to better um, understand their own, um, which that can be tricky because you may think you're doing it to understand your own, um, but there's a tendency to be able to uh, slip away from from your own self and your own true soul self um, by identifying too much or understanding too much of another person's or another group's uh, type of psychological ways. I could vouch too, and real quick, mm-hmm. I could vouch because mm-hmm. yeah. even for me, it's uh, you know just to give personal experience, like uh, uh, and me being a Gemini Sun and also in the seventh, and what that would mean for people who don't know is. You know, my power comes from actually like other people. You know, my my son, my the, the the source of my power is in the house of others and partnerships. And for a long time, there's always was a yearning to have a partnership. And it doesn't just mean intimate; it means more so just friendship, partnership, business partner. Uh, it doesn't matter what it was. If it was a partnership, it mattered to me a lot. And I've mentioned before on the podcast that I I was in a band and we re, we did it for six seven years, and they were my best friends at that time, and uh, that. You know, I saw myself in them, but there's points in time I could revert back to where I did lose myself and thought that I was, you know, uh, not not say conforming, but more so of formulating myself around the environment and then almost becoming it. And then I'm thinking I'm progressing and bettering myself as a person. Yet all I was doing was mirroring these people back because I would psychologically, like, and not on purpose. We're built to do this just naturally. We would. You know, you, you pierce through people and you see things and all of a sudden, you know how to, you know what to say to them. You know how to act, mm-hmm. you, you know, and you naturally, and then of course you want to be, especially with say someone like with my astrological build, you know, you want to be loved, you want to be cared for, you want partnerships, you want friendships. So you'll start acting and talking certain ways and making certain decisions, thinking you're doing it for yourself. And yet, no, it was for the validity or for the psychological manipulation of another person. And it's so deep within us and so unconscious at times that we don't realize that we're doing it. So I could vouch. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why when going into uh, this as well, or just going into states of higher awareness, um, it is important to, in a way, purify the ego, you know, making sure that's happening simultaneously with this awareness that comes along is to help try to purify the ego. This way, the ego has a tendency to, since it's doing most of the interpret uh, interpretation of the soul um, and its desires, this gives you the ability to be able to um, uh, direct it, di- direct the way you're going about it with the themes and the impacts on on it and everything into more so of of not just a solely lower based ego ego type of way. It keeps you protected, but it also moves you forward and helps you understand to move towards the direction of more of a uh, coming from source. All right. Right. And, you know, I, I let me throw this in there, too, now that it comes to mind. There's a lot of people, once again, uh, you know, asking the questions of, you know, uh, if you're thinking of the symbolism and how things come about and why are things the way in astrology? Well, keep this in mind always that where did your language come from? Where did math come from? Where did all of our symbols? Where did the Bible come from? People say God wrote it or it channeled through people. All of this stuff ends up being so uh you're, you're unable to really pinpoint it. And as someone in the Pluto and Scorpio generation, sometimes it's not about the answer to who created the mystery, but why the mystery exists itself and, mm-hmm. and, and using real life experience to see it. 
and then also not being in denial and forcing it either because a lot of people will go into astrology and and then they'll read something about themselves or just anything uh even with the world and mundane astrology and and think uh, you know, they'll read something and think they have to find it. And sometimes it's not there yet. Sometimes it's not going to happen at all. And, you know, it's like a weather forecast. Like someone says it's going to be 60% rain. It's just a probability. But at the same time, it's like finding that balance to, it's like, don't create what you're being, what's being read just, just because you want it to be valid, mm-hmm. but have the discernment to, to see it when it's there and always keep things in mind and keep things in check. And um, to kind of like, stay away from creating realities through it and allow it to be channeled through you and see it yourself. So I just had to figure out through that point in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a great point. And like, also, I mean, the way it could be looked at is, you know, for maybe some of those that kind of like have a hard time, I guess, maybe seeing certain correlations, like think about just even our existence and our being and our conscious state. You know, we say that we are, uh, part of a source an ultimate consciousness the one singular thing that's outside time and space um and you know we're coming into this human experience for exactly that to learn through these experiences that we're having in our human form to develop a better understanding of uh, of self of being of being able to come from an emanation of source and and having and, and and better understand love and that thing that connects right back to source, you know, and how we can draw in, especially with Pluto, how can we draw in the power to our humans, our human self, um, in order to emanate the very thing that we come from um, and how to actualize it, how to really make it practical, how to make it physical now, you know, it's, it's the, it's the evolution of, of just consciousness in, as a whole in general, um, that whole human experience, but to, uh, wrap up the whole individual state for Pluto Scorpio, um, they have the potential to evolve consensus, evolve through, uh, integrating into society, uh, to the point where, their unique gifts, talents, and capacities are accepted into the mainstream of society. So this has the ability to kind of change what are the norms, you know, um, and and not so much kind of like the way the consensus state does where they go along with the norms uh, just to better understand them and to really be able to go into them, break them down and kind of change them from the inside, uh, the inside out. The, in, the individual state more so goes in a rebellious type of sense of being able to to be uh, powerful against that conformity and showing uh, show, showing it uh, in a psychological way and changing it that way from the outside in um, and, and by creating new things and they them being accepted and changing the norms. Um, you know, these are also the type of people that could be, uh, you know, say, that really bring on, you know, especially if you think about like 2008, um, you know, things were really got weird with the economy and everything. So, and then we're, we're moving a little bit forward to where the norm kind of was changed with new different looks and views, you know, coming into having Barack Obama as president. And, uh, you know, we're seeing the first black president and all these different uh, ideas uh, are manifesting of rights and, you know, changing the system, self-empowerment, 
um, you know, really going into these more deeper, deeper issues and stuff. And we've seen how that kind of took its shape and took its role in the world where now we have new norms. You know, we have new norms with, you know, just just all different types of things. No, different types of LGBT community The you know, there's uh, more acceptance of certain things. I, I, there's so many that you could go into it. But now the third and final state would be the spiritual state. And that's the evolution where the soul desires to know, merge and reunite with source, creator, the universe, and to be of service of others. And that's ruled by Neptune. So, for those center of gravity within consciousness shifts from ego to soul. So there's, there's separating desi- the, the separating desires are actively transmuted from the soul. And they seek to establish a work function that reflects uh, his or her spiritual capacity. Um, and it's directed by source. And is in alignment with his or her evolutionary intentions. So they really are coming from this state of, of feeling like they're just in this, just being real, real spiritual. Maybe somebody who, who possibly comes from some sort of spiritual background already, you know, with, with having that as well. I know I could say for myself, like it's weird because, and I think Ray could say the same thing too. I think, you know, we both have a way of feeling like we come from or maybe did uh, an individual state, but there's always that essence of like, for me, I know that like, this is something that maybe was dormant, but I, but, but I deep down, that was my sole desire. And I kind of knew it and it showed its way subconsciously was in the sense of knowing there's just this deeper spiritual occurrence that is happening all around and within us as well and trying to gain and, and go through just that direct spirit and spirituality. Um, but obviously there's troubles along the way as well. So, you know, there comes from this state uh, empowerment and growth through embracing rituals, techniques, uh, spiritual psychological knowledge that promotes progressive elimination of all psychological barriers um, that prevent direct and conscious alignment to source. So they possess deep, comprehensive psychological wisdom, um, and it's used to positively empower others to transmute destructive behavioral patterns. Um, you know, they can have the view, they view change and evolution in general as a, as a necessary and positive aspect of life. Um, and also they've developed the ability to focus on and understand the bottom line of any psychological dynamic that is causing blocks or stagnation and uh, situations of non-growth in general. Because we were forced um, to yeah, with ourselves. Exa- exactly. So yeah. it's, you know, these are also, you know, very, very um, therapeutic type people really have a healing sense to them as well. Um, that could just be their initial initial standpoint when it comes to it. But, you know, from these states, like I said, you can kind of maybe see where you've been or like where you may have come from and maybe identified in a certain way of your soul desire intentions, whether you knew it then or not, or kind of just where you're at. Um, And this awareness 
can give you ability of kind of like, all right, well, how do I further the path? Do I align with that? Is that really, you know, is that showing up in my identity and my ego of this drive towards, um, you know, fulfilling out my soul desires through this way? Or maybe it's not anymore. Maybe that's not how you feel in this sense. And this is the awareness that you need to have is that hold up. Like I see myself and my soul desires being able to come out and be more effectively through this type of path, you know, through this type of way of, uh, uh, of having a transformation individually within myself and through society as well. You know, there can be many influences that have changed your, your course in that way. Yeah, and they happen so, naturally. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 it really is as easy as, um, and I, I really, it's easy. It's it, get out of your own way and, and observe your life. And, and when you do, uh, become aware of say your chart and your placements say something like this, you know, it's not that hard to see it. Uh, I had a phone call. Uh, what was it? Was that this morning uh, or yesterday? I had talked to Gallo, uh, Steve Gallo, call or uh, shout out. But um, now one of my best friends, this guy ended up going from, you know, uh, Italiano high school, you know, uh, very rambunctious, ends up being a cop very logically built, you know, left brain skeptical at heart. And the past four or five years, man, I've, I think I've had some, I've assisted him in this and it's going to get to a point here, but, uh, you know, he went from that to getting into music and then spending a lot of time with them, started studying astrology and he would always be there. So he'd hear things. And with this phone call, now he believes in it all and he knows, and you're talking a skeptical police type guy, you know, muscle, you know, all about the macho macho. And he knows that. Um, but uh, he actually filled that role for me too. I mean, I was fucking, you know, sensitive musician who just wanted to study astro astrology. I need a little masculinity. So he brought that, but my gift to him was this awareness. And with mm -hmm. the phone call, we're talking about what we're going over now. And I was explaining to him the concept. And then when I had gave him his house placement and we talked about his chart a little bit, he immediately saw it. You're talking about a skeptic. You're talking about someone that doesn't want to believe just everything. He immediately saw where his Pluto was. I was explaining him to the concept and he immediately saw it. And it's just because he's open-minded now, it's easier to get to that point. And then once you do realize it, you now have this, you know, if you're missing purpose, if you're missing passion, uh, you know, open up to advice, open up to these things. And then come on, I think we all at this point know it's, it's sometimes it's just fun to let loose and just, you know, try things out. So it really is always, proof's always in the pudding with this. It's always right in front of you as long as you're willing to see it. And, uh, you know, I, now, now knowing what we know, I find this to be, it, I think this should be, the, besides knowing your sun sign and your moon sign, this should be one of the first things after knowing all the basics to really go in at. And you yeah. will see that your, your purpose is part of a bigger whole and that you are part of a family, you know? Yeah. And with Gallo, that's just a great example of, of you know, um, maybe somebody really coming from more of that consensus state, you know, with kind of about, about that type of uh, uh, norms and culture and, and maybe the, the structure of, of how things are in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is where now, see, somebody like him can go into finding this, this type of awareness through his Pluto placement in his chart as well. And now he begins to you know, if he, you know, expresses through his identity and in his ego in a way uh, with this understanding is how he can be can become effective 
for himself in this consensus state and maybe uh, have a grasp on maybe some missing aspects as well. And then also in turn has a greater effect on the collective um, on, on society as well, because you're actively in that, that social norm or so, you know, you're in that, that area. And if you're part of it, you are learning deeper now aspects of that so that you can have your own grasp on how to approach things and handle things. And, you know, not saying that you're all of a sudden you're going to change the world, but you know, there's a tendency that you are having no matter what a certain effect on your interactions, wherever you are. So, I mean, that's, that's great to see how it's like somebody, you know, who kind of comes from the, you know, the, the, you know, the status quo of things and, and really being, uh, you know, skeptical in that way, um, can really find their true path and purpose and, and their desires as well. And, and not necessarily have to totally get rid of what they know. They just, it, Pluto but, transform it but hear me out so even but as he knows so even backtracking by him knowing this he has Pluto in the in the sixth and that service to others and that would be someone like a police officer mm-hmm. you would have someone who's sacrificing himself because that is the house of sacrifice and service to the world and everyday job and all that it's not that he was even ever in the wrong place he was actually yeah. always doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing and even his waking up was a, was a part of the journey uh, to this stuff, and uh, and when I say I mentioned macho and all that, I mean really put in your mind. By the way, one of the best people ever, but someone who's just very straightforward, masculine, very gym, just gym, getting in shape, uh, manly things. And you realize because I believe astrology to be more of the more of a divine feminine aspect. It's very internal. It's very chaotic. It's very all over the place. There's no straight logic. There is a logical aspect to it. But something like this opened him up to imagination and more of the feminine aspects of thought. And, uh, you know, by using your imagination, by being aware, start to become aware of your emotions. And we're, by the way, we're we're supposed to be, we won't say what yet, but on Monday, maybe we're supposed to be doing something with somebody. And we're very excited for that. But it's going to be actually about that. It's going to be about the masculine mm-hmm. and feminine aspects of things. And mm-hmm. it's ironic this comes up, but more so is what I'm saying is, is, you had someone who say was a little more to one side and to be start becoming aware of your emotions. There's another gift that astrology gives you is if you are overly masculine or overly feminine, and it doesn't have to be absolutely detrimental if you are, but more so as if that imbalance is there, or if you're a guy and don't, you're not, you know, you've blocked out your emotions your whole life. You know, you've, you haven't, you haven't gotten in touch with your emotional side, something like this. And someone like say him who was just, the straightforward masculine all of a sudden started seeing his emotions. It started seeing his purpose. He started seeing more of a divine picture. And what that does to a mind is starts to rebalance it. It starts to bring you back to, you know, uh, if you're leaning one whole way, it's going to actually start to swing you the other. And of course you have the opposite. You have someone who's all astrology, peace and love, you know, sensitive. And I think that's just as bit like, I shouldn't say bad, but more so is that's just as imbalanced and can be detrimental as the other. You know, so the, it, it's really a retuning process. And just to watch someone who goes from more of a logical, th- you know, based, you know, needs the proof is skeptic is skeptic is just about a specific way of living. And then all of a sudden, boom, to watch someone shift like that and also see astrology play a part of it. And of course, music did, too. It's amazing. 
And I promise you to watch someone even like him shift like that. I'm, I got to say that I'm pretty sure it's possible for anybody. And of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's definitely, it definitely is just tying into everything. And and you're seeing once again, how there really is no such thing as separation. Um, and there's, there's a lot come from just that realization alone. Uh, just understanding that you are part of a bigger whole, um, and there, 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 there isn't meaningless, you know, if your life or you're feeling that way and stuff like, you know, this, this can help you break out of that, shake that and really go towards the things that you need to do and, and to help in that way. And, you know, even someone like him, like you're saying that whole, uh, somebody who's coming from this state of, you know, more masculine and, you know, being a, a police officer too and stuff like it, it makes sense being in that consensus state because, you know, he will align with something that more aims towards uh, helping others. And now with being able to use this understanding and use the mentality and the mind and his knowledge, you know, you could do it in a better way to advance society and help them learn from that necessary psychological standpoint. Right. So it's interesting to see it. And you, and you can make these correlations when you go into this understanding by looking at other people, looking at other people's charts, looking at yours as well. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously looking at yours is probably the first best way to start because uh, you have more so of uh, a better reference there. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what happened to us. I mean, what made yeah. you working at Jersey Mike's? You came in, start, you know, they, everyone knows the story if they heard the first episode and it's like, you came in and, you know, Gio's very Christian at the time. And of course he still is in a way. And he, he has, his beliefs were, were shifted because what happened was, is if you, once again, the daily horoscopes and all that stuff's very dangerous. Sun sign horoscopes mm-hmm. are very dangerous because it's too general. And, and that's always the argument. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I could read this and make it happen anyway. We had that whole thing we talked about with statistics and how, you know, people were arguing that, oh, they went to a, they did this survey and they read everybody like, what was it, like random things are all the same things. And everyone was like, oh yeah, that's so right. And of course, yeah, that can happen. But when you really break things down to detail, there's just certain things you end up running into on more of a deep astrological chart reading that you're like, there's no way that this would know this and doesn't have validity. Mm-hmm. There's just no way, and it, it sucked Geo in, sucked Gallo in. It got I mean, me too. I mean, like we were all skeptic. We're all we're all Italian skeptic. Uh, what mm-hmm. the fuck you talking about? I don't want to fucking hear this shit. Go to work. Yeah, you know, like we're all from that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like honestly, like going back to the whole states thing, like it made me see how maybe more so of you know growing up, I might have actually came from more of a spiritual state. You know, that's kind of how I identified with the soul and, and with source and everything and stuff. Um, obviously, through corruption, through experience, through growing up, you know, mishaps, trauma and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I could see now how I moved into more of an individual state, you know, but not conscious to it, not necessarily aware to it, where maybe I had more of the idea of being liberated, more of, you know, going against rebelling and and stuff in, in that way. But always, always had the uh, what's it called? The um, the little voice in my head that really kind of is like, pay attention, pay attention to more of that, you know, society, laws, culture, customs, norms, 
all that stuff, like being able to be somebody in society and everything. And you don't have that. You don't have that power and stuff. And it's like, it's crazy to see that. And now instead having this awareness, I can see where the road has been. And I see now myself and where I'm at and how to evolve and develop these different parts of my soul, of the thing that I can't see, of the things that I can and of my interactions as well within the world, because my interaction as well, when finding these deeper aspects of myself, how I interact with the world, like I said, is going to have its own effects. It's going to have its own effects on other people. It's going to have its other effects on the whole in general. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. can't, can't stress that enough, but yeah. um, so. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to say I do have a few more things before we hit the houses. I do mm-hmm. have a beautiful little article uh, that was written about us, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like a message to us. And uh, for the Pluto and Scorpio, I would like to, you know, and where were you going to go? Anything? Were you going about to enter the houses? Do you have anything else to say before? I, I mean, that? just uh, just non-specific, just about Pluto mm-hmm. Scorpio and the house. Yeah, you get, the non, non- get, specific get, house, but yeah, gotta go. Okay. All right. I was about mm-hmm. to say, cause if we're going to go into that, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. maneuver into that now. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw this and I forgot it was in here and I'm like, I'm thinking like, yeah, I think everyone would love to hear this. That is in our age mm-hmm. group. And then once again, you always use this, if you are not in the generation to just see how it's working for us. And then mm-hmm. even know whatever, I know everybody knows people that are in within this age group and generation that you could use it, um, and see it. So, all right, so if uh, you were born during any of, the, any of the times of November 83 all the way till 95, that you are considered a powerful mystic and a revolutionist, whether you're aware of it or not. Uh, this is, of course, the astrological distinction of the millennial. And this is why the generations that came before us doesn't understand the passion for burning old structures to the ground, that we are not here to do things the old way. Uh, the Pluto and Scorpio generation is here on the behalf of the ones who came before you and you are here to heal the trauma of the collective. This is why we're so tuned into the subtleties of the environment. The sensitivities and the passions combined make us very powerful and magnetic forces of nature. Uh, the Pluto and Scorpio generation are here to set fire to the world and watch it burn. Except unlike your young, younger siblings, which is the Pluto Sagittarius, which we have a lot to talk about with them, uh, the fire you've lit burns from within, not without. So you're literally becoming the change you wish to see in the world. Uh, walk yourself, walking yourself through the trauma of lineage and reclaiming the healing modalities of the body, mind, and spirit. That passion, we're very passionate about political reformation and trauma-informed therapy. I mean, look what me and G were doing on this podcast. Uh, seeking connection to, to create something bigger and more intimate uh, than ourselves. And then acknowledging all that is unseen and bringing light to the collective shadow. This is our work and this is our power. Um, you know, and we were introduced to the wisdom of the skeleton woman, meaning the understanding of loss and new life at a very early age. And this generation was the first to experience the impact of divorce and abandonment as a collective. And many of us will carry this wound because a fear of abandonment is one of the foundational traumas that we're here to overcome. Some of us had dads who were absent or buried in their work and moms who resented their husbands for being absent. Some of us were confronted with harsh realities of life when we were too young to fully comprehend the meaning of death. For some of us, exposure to death, sexual violence, and even suicide may have been a reoccurring theme in childhood. Now, many of us have a deep psychological wound surrounding trusting ourselves and others, stemming from early experiences with uh, betrayal. Themes of power and control have been a constant throughout all of our lives, and we all have a keen eye for manipulation and coercion. 
and can also be be the ones doing it as well. Uh, but unlike older generations, we could see through the bullshit that is fed through the media and religions. Uh, we were labeled as bad students, defiant children, uh, intolerable employees. And it's not because we're truly awful, but because we refuse to play the game. This is the medicine that we give, and this is the gift we give. We're here to show the collective way of personal empowerment and of finding sovereignty from within. We're purging and transmuting any stagnant emotions that hold us back from feeling connected to spirit and the oneness of all things. We are deeply spiritual without false narrative of love and light. We know just as well as anyone else that life isn't easy, isn't always easy, and that we are the first generation since the 1700s who truly want to see the world for what it is. Uh, we are not here to live in the illusion. And I believe, and this adds on to Geo's three aspects of the Pluto uh, consciousness, that there are t- within this generation, there are two types of the Pluto and Scorpio. And first, we have the revolutionists. And these people were born with Pluto stationed direct, meaning it's going forward in the sky. And for, we'll, we'll definitely explain that more as we go on. Um, they have full access to the alchemical and passionate powers of Pluto. They're unafraid of the estab- uh, establishment and actively question the powers that be. They have an innate understanding of right versus wrong and are willing to throw themselves into the line of fire. They are passionate, active, and empowered. They are the millennials who are changing the system from the inside out. They have an intuitive understanding of all that is hidden and use their power to create change in the world. These are, these are our activists, politicians, social workers, and advocates. Their voices are powerful and their anger, anger is sacred. They are not here to be quiet. They are here to make their presence known. This group will single-handedly change the world we approach societal structures and uh, power dynamics in every area of our lives, from the government to the family. Congresswoman AOC was born when Pluto was direct in Scorpio and is a powerful example of the revolution archetype. And on to the second is the healer, identified by those who were born with Pluto station retrograde in Scorpio. Unlike the revolutionists, these millennials are on a mission to reclaim their personal power. They don't access the sacred anger and passion of Pluto in the same way as the first group and often have early childhood experiences that dampen this fire within them. Their journey is one of the reclamation and finding is one of reclamation and finding their voice. Often these are the people we find working behind the scenes, but make no mistake, their goal is the same as the revolutionists. Whereas revolutionists love to put their personal power to use in changing systems, healers love to make sense of trauma and heal people, uh, heal, help people heal from the wounds of their past. These are our trauma therapists, our writers and artists, and our spiritual healers. They are here to go inward and sit with the uh, sit with the depth of their emotion in order to help the collective walk through the trauma, death, and sorrow. They work on the spiritual plane as healers and often carry the pain of past lives where they were exiled or harmed for their psychic or spiritual abilities. Hmm. Damn. If that ain't if that ain't a hard hitting. Uh, look inside and through that lens i don't know what is i you know i thought i thought it would be uh because i remembered that uh, and that was a god man i I don't use google anymore DuckDuckGo brought me to a bunch of amazing pages and that that was some girl's tumblr that was i I gotta you know i gotta give that person credit whatever her name was i don't think it's i don't think i have it listed but it was it was amazing i won't take credit for all that but really to get that have that awareness like so once again you see how deep it could go and you see how there's even different archetypes within the archetypes. And so if you know anybody from 83 to 95 that, you know, uh, if we have, we're mentioning certain aspects and qualities of Pluto and Scorpio, and they maybe don't have this aspect, but they have that aspect, there is that split of the retrograde Pluto and the direct Pluto, and it changes everything. 
Yeah. Jeez. That that is fucking insane for I sure. I don't think I ever did I ever I I know that I No, I don't think yeah, I don't think I heard that. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, huh? Even if even as of uh, when I was reading over again, I'm sitting there like you know, I I'm almost stumbling because I'm reading and like going, Oh my god, like I'm I'm wowing it as I'm reading it. Yeah, you're that's you're having that self realization just as you're going into it. And it's always it always is. It's always it's always fascinating no matter what. Um to to see what kind of uh you know thoughts or feelings even come up or even just what you reflect of maybe what's going on or what has gone on in your life already or or a certain trajectory you may have of your life or something like it really kind of it kind of finds a way to still sit you in your path like that so it's definitely definitely really cool to yeah. see that and uh i know that i had shared some of my notes with you if you could find geo i'd love for you to read about this because this leads into the houses um there was a part where remember we were talking before about aspects and there's a reason a big another big reason why we wanted to mention all this stuff is because there's activation cycles and there's aspects to planets from our birth charts to the ones in the sky and that's how you would do a real horoscope and coming in the next well actually from december 21st 2020 all the way to march 8th of 2023 there's an activation for our group so as we move into the next phase of Saturn's cycle, when he moves into Aquarius, everyone born with Pluto and Scorpio will experience a Pluto-Saturn square. This transit creates internal pressure and can bring feelings of numbness and depression. It can feel like nothing is working and like the whole world feels too heavy and hard. Uh, this transit asks us to commit to the hard work and to do uh, what needs to be done. For those born with Pluto and Scorpio, this two-year period is an opportunity to practice personal empowerment and sovereignty. This can be a time of endings, and it's important that millennials allow anything that is old and decaying to be stripped from their lives. This can be a profound time of finding spiritual truth and reconnecting with the magic of all that is unseen. Uh, this is a powerful time for trauma therapy, reconnecting with spirit, and the following uh, anything that is intriguing. Any pain or disempowerment surrounding sex and sexuality can be transmuted now. It's important for everyone who was born during the Pluto and Scorpio period to be mindful of self-care and emotional well-being during the next two years. The world needs you to be the brightest and most empowered version of yourself. And like, I definitely, I, I definitely resonate with that a lot, mm -hmm. especially with a lot of the awareness that's come about. And, and even with seeing, you know, seeing my own, you know, power, you know, where it is, where it could grab it. Still, there always is that sense of understanding that, you know, no matter what, you can be on the go, go, go and stuff, but you still need to have that time to really develop, you know, yourself um, internally and have that self-care, have, have, you know, that understanding of maybe some things that, you know, are kind of traumatic or maybe some negative things that are part of your psyche. Like, are you paying attention and healing those things first before, you know, maybe trying to go into something where that those traumas or something can be activated or triggered in such a way and, you know, kind of, kind of can stumble you on your path. So, you know, that, that, that type of really keeping to that, I d definitely, definitely feel it's important. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, as you can see, that's why I wanted, I wanted you to read it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, 
I truly am inspired by this now. And I, I do emphasize to everybody, uh, you know, there's not many other places to look anymore on the outside. You know, we're being forced to look on the inside. And uh, if we are the generation to come into our own in the next few years, and a lot of it does, you know, lie upon our backs, like, uh, you know, it's going to take our will. Like, we got to be fucking John Wick over here. Sheer fucking will. Yep. Um, make things happen. But it's going to take, you know, I didn't have much willpower until I reworked my insides. And um, this is going to bring awareness. You know, it's going to... Uh, you know, eventually, too, me and Geo are going to start doing readings, chart readings. And instead of just it being on a podcast and us kind of skimming over, because there's only, you know, it's, we can only go so deep with, with every house and just with each thing. But just to give you the general ideas, what we really are trying to do is get you involved to the point where we can communicate with you. And you can come work with us on these things. And we can even teach you uh how to read your own chart and, uh, you know, uh, understand these things. And then you could start sharing the wealth of knowledge that we give you. And just through the experience, I assure you that it will be cathartic. It will be, it will be life changing. And if it once again comes back to us, that there's not much other places to look when it comes to answers. And I'm not saying astrology is just the answer. I'm just saying that this is a, I, I do see this as an opportunity to be aware of this stuff and to know that, you know, looking at the government, looking at the state of the world, looking at the jabba dabba do and all this shit going on, uh, you know, uh, well, changes will have to be made. And when you think about it, the generations that come before us, there are times dwindling when it comes to how much action they could take. And a lot of them are kind of sucked into the story anyway. And the younger ones, well, we're the, you know, anyone born from say 96, 97 on, we're the ones that inspire those kids and they're not going to want to do anything, you know? So this is a call to arms. This is, this is a mission statement. And, uh, I actually am from my own personal standpoint, I'm saying, yes, astrology really does play a prominent role into helping you realize who you are, what you're here for and what we need to do to progress forward and better the world. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, Really, too, when you think about it, you know, with this awareness and understanding, we, we, we now have more of the ability to go into the depths and the darker sides of things and be able to see that and think about just not maybe not so much of the um, maybe not so much of the Pluto Sagittarius generation and stuff like that, but maybe more so of the uh, the the Pluto Capricorn. I sense there's going to be a big role that the Pluto and Scorpio generation is going to play with the Pluto and uh, Capricorn generation, you know, them with, you know, they're, they're being born into these, into these things uh, of just the state of the world of how it is um, right now, you know, and, or just our kids and stuff at this point, like with our understanding of the past generations and just the society and the world in general, and even with our own uh, our own soul desires and purposes, and seeing everybody else's as well, and just the real weird transformation, we we can see the importance of knowing our role, knowing our our place, you know, as well in the world and stuff, and and being able to show up for ourselves and being able to show up for the people around us as well. So like it's going, it, it, it's really, I just really that whole thing with Scorpio and Capricorn, um, especially with having 
Pluto Scorpio having the understanding of that whole just consensus state of being in this thing where kind of growing up, it was like, do this, 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 this. We don't have the authority, especially with coming now. This is a time where when we don't know where to kind of take the reins in our own life or or what what we could even go towards um, in the outside world to be able to find or take the reins for ourselves of our own life, you know, this can really help you get it on a more on, on a more deeper aspect that's truer to yourself uh, through this type of observation uh, reflection of our consciousness. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely big big things are to come, and and things are changing and changing fast, and they're heavy. So, um, but yeah, so to to now to I guess want to start to start going into the houses yeah um yeah mm-hmm. so we're talking obviously pluto and scorpio but you know where and how your pluto and scorpio is directed depends on uh which house it resides in and where the other planets and the aspects they construct in your natal chart so the pluto and scorpio generation does um it wants a level of intimacy that other generations probably or maybe don't seek uh, again, this intimacy is directed to the house where the, your Pluto resides. Pluto and Scorpios have a deep-seated need for a genuine connection that involves truth in all matters, including sharing the part of yourself that you may feel shameful about. You will want others to come clean and not take the easy road because that is where the gold is mined. So we're really going to want to be able to see these things within ourselves through the house's um, um, and, and then also with that understanding, really want to have it, an ability to see it in others and see theirs and everybody just kind of like show their hands and, and, and being able to come together in, in that sort of way. You know, this is why it's very revolutionary. This is why it's, you know, what you said in the previous episode, it's, it's, it's a revolution on the inside and in turn, does create the revolution on the outside not so much of what we see today when it comes to everybody trying to have this uprising and outward revolution and stuff like that when really you know when we look at the state of how everything is and what this has been damaging on and affecting and 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 like constricting us is the fact that it's all very psychological it's all very um disruptive of our thinking and our own thoughts and our own um, liberties and our own feeling of sovereignty. It's got us distracted. Like this is why the revolution does need to occur on the inside. And I think the Pluto and Scorpio generation has a, the ability to find their empowerment and their power through that, to be able to see the fact that it's like, yo, like you all are just like, who's handling one thing one way. And it's like, we're taking it all in, but I think we're also seeing if you have this awareness you're being able to see from all the different types of generations how they're, uh, you know, playing into this or how they're handling it or the ideas that they're coming up with. You're seeing ways to pick and grab and choose from all those different things and internalize it. Now, whether you internalize it in a negative outward expression towards society and towards yourself, you know, that's that's the key thing of what we got to pay attention to. But if you can internalize it in a sense that allows you to see the the deep need for change and transformation and the shedding of the old um, and and the, 
the the constant power struggles of 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 what's going on with everybody, you know, it'll allow us to be able to heal these certain things and we'll have our role in the world to changing that and affecting it. So, but no matter what, the main important aspect is is coming into the self first. Exactly. And I do have a I think I have a good way uh, to approach this because, you know, we could we could go all day and there's many different ways to see, say, the house systems uh, and there's many things that you could fill in. So if, if there's anything that ends up either being confusing or you hear that there's other house systems or this, that, just stick to the general basics and we could go through it. And so I do have a PDF I found and I, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a two or three page breakdown of each house with Pluto in it and it's all Scorpio. So would you want to uh, actually just exchange and go through each different house and we'll both take house by house and then we'll discuss uh, maybe what we think mm-hmm. of it after each after each yeah, house. Yeah, yeah you want to sure. do that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, I'm going to get it up on... Uh, sure, while you're doing that then, I'm just going to, just as a, an, an introductory to it and something to keep in mind when it comes to now, now that we're going through the houses and stuff, mm-hmm. um, when in, in evaluating any house position of Pluto, uh, we also have to consider the south and north node and their planetary rulers by house and sign. Yep. Um, uh, the when when because when they're linked to Pluto, it this is this constitutes the main karmic evolutionary dynamic in the birth chart. Um, also, you know, seeing this is so that you can start synthesizing and in, integrating the main karmic evolutionary dynamic into your own readings or your your own self. Uh, so each house description of Pluto reflects the archetype of that house. So then you can refer to those house descriptions in analyzing the position of the north and south nodes. Um, and you have to remember that the south and north nodes are the modes of operation that have been and will be um, and used to fulfill the past and the present evolutionary desires of the soul. So these are something that's already set in, set in place and to be able to tap into that. These desires are reflected in Pluto's natal house um, and sign position and its polarity point too. The house positions of the planets that rule in the north and south nodes describe the past and present experiences or the vehicles that facilitate the entire evolution uh, evolutionary process beautiful and that is true right and that goes back to my whole uh uh explanation before that you know this is one part of the fingerprint like you need to know Mm -hmm. the whole thing and there's ways to put it together and obviously with going through this there there can be nuances there could be things that you know it's never always going to be some straightforward uh thing where it's like we'll read something or explain something and with astrology that it's going to be a straight shot you'll get intuitive nudges Usually I get an intuitive nudge about if I'm reading something, I see it as, oh, I'm seeing this relate, but I'm not going to say it's completely correct. It's I still have to mix that in with the whole chart itself. There's more work to it. There's reasons why if you mm-hmm. go to an astrologer and you're going to pay sometimes two to $300 per hour because it's not just them going to a book or a general thing to read, oh, well, your sign's this and Pluto's here and this is what you are. They actually learn to break it down. Like as if there were, um, you know, reverse engineering a machine or, you know, some sort of, you know, they're trying to, yeah. you know, mix it all together into one big puzzle, you know, yeah. so 
de- definitely outlining the communicative uh, the communicative types of expressions going on uh, of the being it's, itself and the psyche and consciousness and your physical outward appearance and stuff like that. There's a lot of it's it's deep, it's right? It's of, multidimensional. Yeah, even for us to go through this and and even to go into houses and stuff like that without you know, making this so tedious and long and everything to it, it's, it's, it's hard, but this is why to get a better, a better generalization, then you could have a better understanding and then, uh, you know, start by looking within these areas for yourself and then take it down town, down the road you need to and, and, and learn for yourself. It's the biggest advocation. You know what? It is a, uh, it is detailed and it is deep. And I know with someone who say at this point in this episode, you don't know where your Pluto is or, you know, you, you know, you just need to do more investigation before hearing this. Now you could enjoy, enjoy the journey with us as we go through the houses. So you could see, and I want to sum up by the way, the first house, and we'll do this after every house to, to help people understand the connection of how it's used in astrology. But more so is if you can find out where your Pluto and Scorpio is, and if you want, you can email us or you can use a birth chart calculator. You're going to need your time of birth, you need your place and all that and your date. You need all of that to find out. You need to know exactly the exact second you were born. And then you could see where the stars were aligned in the sky because they change every few hours, uh, every second really to be exact. But every few hours, the rising changes. So that means the house shifts. So if you want to discover where your Pluto is and then come back to this section and then go to where your house placement is, you'll get a great picture uh and can actually you know i i know that there's some people out there at this point maybe you don't want to sit through all the the archetypes and all that unless you are a fan of astrology and want to learn more or you're just interested but i recommend to find out what where your pluto is uh if it's in scorpio and what part of your house and if you need help contact us and yeah so uh first house what do we know about the first house pluto in scorpio in the first house the house of your personality and how you appear to others, you are basically a walking scion of the underworld. You're a Mesistopheles in a sharp, fresh pressed Italian suit appearing in a blast of acrid smoke to Faust in his chambers, offering a deal for Faust to sign his soul away to the devil in exchange for all knowledge and all power. Uh, all neatly written out on an antique scroll of nilotic parchment, ready to be signed to bl- uh, in blood on the dotted line. There's something about you that has an undeniably vampire chic vibe. Everyone can easily imagine you starring in True Blood or an Anne Rice pot boiler. You can't hide your Pluto vibe from anyone. Paradoxically, the depths of your innermost intensity are automatically loudly broadcast to all and sun-dry they're out in the open and of course because it's pluto and scorpio it's not just any old pluto vibe you're constantly giving off it's the most potent pluto vibe possible you are insanely plutonian person a clearly marked emissary of the depths that means you win the grand prize of receiving the absolute brunt of everyone else's desperately fearful and shaming projections regarding the intense plutonic dimension of life congratulations according to the masses who encounter you from the time you were a little child, you've been sent this kind of shaming message. You're too honest, too unflinching. Your eyes are much too penetrating. You see too much. 
You're too sexual, too knowing, too powerful, too, 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 too much. And since we humans tend to form our idea of ourselves based on how the people around us respond to us, that's what social conditioning is. And getting free of it takes a fuck ton of work. That means that by the very virtue of your power, super obvious and super intimidating to everyone else, what you very likely can't see, what is most hidden from your conscious awareness is your own power, your own stunning potential for shatteringly effective action. So what is revealed through experience? As someone with the Pluto and Scorpio in the first house, you have again and again experienced being too much according to other people, but you may not even know that that's the message they were sending you. You just saw people freaking out at you and most likely drew the conclusion that you are not good enough. I mean, if you were good enough, if you were powerful and valuable, people would just be kind to you and accept you and love you, right? No, not really though. Only people already secure in their own power and value and platonic depths will be able to be immediately loving and approving of you. Everyone else thinks you've been sent to torture them and wants you to go away. And as of the current state of our civilization, secure with themselves, people are rare. Ironically, by the very fact of you being so upsettingly powerful and valuable, you have internalized the sense that you are bad, wrong, dangerous, not good enough, not okay enough, not lovable. Your wound is that you've been hypnotized by societal rejection into thinking that you're impotent when exactly the opposite is true. It's likely that you've experienced accusations of harming other people, not through any particular action. Some weird, improbable crime may have been drummed up by your flustered accusers, but with your presence. Your presence, the signature energy of your being, is itself an offense to people who are not okay with the darkness in themselves. You're a living paradox, a confrontation to the agreed-upon rules of propriety. Because you've received the shaming, it's likely that you've worked very hard to shrink yourself down into a socially acceptable frame or spent long periods of your life in either an institutional or self-generated monastic style renunciation. You may have given up telling the uncomfortable truth, asking directly for what you want because you've received the feedback that your truth and your desires are overwhelming and taboo. The healing and integration is a little quote here by Frederick Nietzsche. Uh, Any life itself told me this secret. Behold, it said, I am that which must overcome itself again and again. You may be beginning to suspect that you are either uh, that you can either live out your life in the hopeless conviction that the world can't handle you and you can't handle the world, or you can offer a radioactive hundred foot tall neon pink cursive fuck all y'all to the shaming and shushing that's come your way and decide uh, that you'll just not give a damn anymore. Like you're not going to be you. You're going to be the relentlessly honest, sexual, distilled, brooding, vampiric, willful, deadly, confronting, perilous, disruptive you, no matter what. They can burn you, crucify you, torture you, whatever. You don't care. You're going to live out who you are, tell your truths, embody your knowledge, no matter what. This means dropping every last ounce of judgment and self-righteousness that you have concerning anything evil. Uh, Hitler, Jim Jones, George W. Bush, Elizabeth Bathory, Donald Trump, the president of the World Bank. Also, all the people you've ever met who have been relentless assholes to you and made you feel not good enough, wrong, or bad. All of them, you're the one who needs to be able to wholeheartedly see their perfection in the great non-dual mindfuck that is life on earth. 
You're the one who needs to be able to bow in profound love and gratitude to them. More than anyone else, you require sympathy for the devil because the devil is you and everyone can see it. Pluto, Scorpio, first house. Ooh, damn. Well, shit. So first house, you can really be, um, you can be made to be conditioned to really feel like the bad guy, like feel like the one who's just overbearing and too much with your, uh, who you are and your expression and the things that you like and, and everything, uh, to the point where you may have actually got to a point of really, truly internalizing that, uh, where you try to minimize yourself and bring yourself down a little bit. You know, maybe pull back some of your energy and then which in turn kind of diminishes your passion, diminishes your um, uh, your 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 outreach too on on life and, and even your own goals and stuff. But uh, if you don't do that um, and you instead fully embrace who you are and the fact that maybe you're you're a little strong for people as well and stuff um, and people may not like you, but you turn to uh find a way to not care maybe necessarily in some sort of asshole narcissistic narcissistic way you just kind of are able to take the brunt end of it and use this type of knowledge um to 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 go forward and you also use it to understand these more so judgmental or or self-righteous type people and also looking at maybe some of the powerful people or just maybe people that just seem like evil or the enemy and be able to sit there and find a way to be like, I'm so powerful and fucked up in that type of way that I have the ability to look at those people and just be like, you're not that bad. I could see the good in you. You're perfect as well. And this has, this has a tendency to be able to, 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 to really find a new braver sense of, of a love for your own self, for other people, for your own mind, uh, a truer, greater acceptance. And I think there's a lot of power to be had in that. And uh, I'll add to, well, so um, how you would know it's the first house is by your rising. So uh, for Pluto and Scorpio, you'd have to be a Scorpio rising, uh, most likely. I know that there's little nuances, but we'll just say generally you'd be a Scorpio rising. So you'd have to find that out. But the first house each house is represented and they came from the signs themselves and they go in the astrological order. So the first house is technically uh, the archetype of Aries, meaning the Aries is the first house in astrology in general. It's why the astrological new year is on the day that the sun comes in Aries, the day that of Passover, where the, you know, the sun passes over to the, uh, basically just starts over. Uh, it starts, passes over into the spring to new life. And so the first house is ruled by the archetype of Aries. And so you would take Aries type qualities or areas of life that Aries is. And now you're applying it and mixing the energies and theming it with say Pluto with Scorpio. And you're mixing it with the first house, which would be personality because that's what Aries rules, rules personality. It rules the body, the physical being, your ego. Uh, if you, if any of you know Aries out there, you know that they have an ego at some point, unless they have some debilitation, but most likely they have an ego. So it's the I am. It's active. It's ambitious, ambitious, assertive, competitive, you know, quick tempered, oh, yeah. prideful, headstrong. Dad was nice. Yeah. You know, so this is how you could color in, color in the, you know, because that's the thing. The, the signs uh, within the house are, 
how the themes, because the house is the themes, how they're impacted. The signs show how they're impacted. So with the first house, um, you know, it's very, you know, well, it all depends too, as far as what, what, what sign your Pluto's in. Um, but that's the gist, but yeah. right? So now yes. entering the second house, and I'll start it with this, is that the second house, in order, mm-hmm. if you were going to the astrological order of the year, it's Taurus, and Taurus rules values. It rules material possessions. It rules not that I am, but what I have. Um, so now we're going to place Pluto and Scorpio in that house. Basically, if you think of it as not like the Taurus sign, but just those areas of life, when you do that, now you're going to color it in with the Scorpio energies and it's going to be reflected into the things like how you deal with your material items what you have what represents you what what do you value so as i continue here so it starts with what you can't see with pluto and scorpio in the second house what is most hidden from you is your very uh high worth and the fact of your mortality pluto as god of the underworld is also the god of extreme wealth and of course death We have death and extreme wealth. What does death and extreme wealth got to do with each other? Well, for example, we find both diamonds and also the bones of the dead buried in the ground. Literally, both of the most precious stones in our ancestors are in the world that's under us and in the land beneath our feet. In fact, diamonds are made of highly compressed carbon layers of living living beings, plants, uh, mostly dead and pressurized for eons into gleaming, gorgeous gems. A diamond is forever, and so is death. Once you're gone, you, the specific body and personality, not the soul, uh, but the specific body and personality and intersection of genetics and culture uh, and the the soul within that forms the nexus of your existence are gone forever. Sure, your soul may soldier on. The light of your consciousness may meld with the eternal song of Brahma. You might be reincarnated as a plucky street urchin in Napoli in 2061. But the you that you generally know yourself to be with your name, your face, your parents, that you is toast, guaranteed toast. Since this fact has been hidden from you by the pain avoidance mechanism of your own psyche and also by the collusion of our entire culture, which simultaneously intensely worships death, climax, uh, explosion scenes, and also strenuously shames, hides, and denies it, that means your ability to carpe the DM has been severely compromised. It's likely that unless you've already done intensive shadow integration work or spent a lot of time meditating in cemeteries, you're currently living your life in some condition of hazy, vague, procrastinating indifference that's occasionally spiked by a heady cocktail of anxiety about your sustenance and what is revealed through this experience. To deal with your anxiety about your sustenance, it's likely that you've kept yourself economically dependent on a family or a partner or on family or a partner, or you've turned to shady means of making a living, including theft or dealing in black market goods and substances. You're bolstered in your daredevil life of outright crime or subtle manipulations by a childlike faith in your own invulnerable immortality. Friendly neighborhood millennial drug dealers tend to have Pluto and Scorpio in the second house. You may have learned while very young that a good deal of money can be made in breaking society's rules or catering to someone's emotionally codependent demands. But your real challenge is to learn to break your own rules and care for the well-being of your own heart. For others, taking a walk on the economic wild side of the black or gray market or surrendering into the care of a loved one might be a stretch that would lead them to a tremendous personal growth. For you, though, it's just the same old, same old. It's stale, and you're just as oppressed by it it as some folks are by their 9 to 5. 
You may be viscerally experiencing your own boredom and frustration with your present situation, but not know how to pierce the veil into genuine freedom. The healing integration with Pluto and Scorpio in the second. Your healing lies in realizing that the fact of your death, paradoxically, is your wealth. How so? Well, economies require supply and demand. In order for something to be extremely valuable, it must be both tremendously desirable and in tremendously short supply. Consider what the highly adventurous, successful, and globally treasured poet Maya Angelou in the Smithsonian Magazine about how she became liberated. I realized when I was about 20 that I would die. It frightened me so. I mean, I had heard about it, had been told, and all that, but that I, she points at herself and raises her brows, uh, as in disbelief, it so terrified me that I double-locked the doors. I made certain that the windows were double-locked, trying to keep death out, and finally I admitted that there was nothing I could do about it. Once I really came to that conclusion, I started enjoying life, and I enjoy it very much. Angelou's numerous uh, careers included fry cook, sex worker, nightclub performer, actress, foreign correspondent, director, professor, and poet. So Angelou gained the strength to put herself in those varied and challenging situations, in large part through her vivid realization of her own death. Why not travel around the world, sing and dance, write heartbreaking memoirs and poems? Why not break free of your familial conditioning? Why not lay yourself bare for the sake of other humans? Whether you do or you don't, you're definitely going to die. <laughs> since since you're definitely going to die, you might as well break your own taboos, push yourself well out of your comfort zone, and stretch and grow while you're here. In fact, as a person with Pluto and Scorpio in the second house, it's a, it's a rather sure bet that you won't find your fortune and your profound sense of self-worth, self-worth until you start violating your personal taboos with a vengeance. Violating your personal taboos doesn't mean you should turn into a pedophile cannibal serial killer, but it does mean that you should examine everything you tend to subconsciously believe that you personally shouldn't do. You might find that list includes plenty of encultured taboos that you could violate without actually harming anyone at all. Stuff like romantically pursuing, having sex with someone, a consenting adult, who is of a gender, race, or age group you don't ordinarily romantically engage or have sex with, uh, disappointing your parents' expectations, breaking patterns learned from your parents' mode of relating, uh, hanging out in cemeteries at night alone, getting a straight job, recalling and feeling sexual sensations you had as a child which were sensuous and otherwise inappropriate, allowing yourself to feel and have those memories without shame or judgment. You, your incarnated personality, is in tremendously short supply. You, you, like all of us, may die at any moment. We just never know. An unforeseen brain aneurysm could do any of us in within the next 10 seconds. Even if you survive the next 10 seconds, well, there's your commute to work tomorrow. Modern traffic is a mortality dice game. I say this just to emphasize. We are all incredibly fragile, souls tenuously united with these meaty bodies by the just of the flimsiest of cosmic threads. Your task is is to not just to have the fact of your imminent death as some vague and uncomfortable notion that disturbs you with anxiety attacks at three in the morning, causing you to wake up and weigh the weed and count the cash, but rather to have it, uh, have it be an admontine knowledge that permeates your awareness, making you joyfully acutely aware of what a rare elusive commodity you are here uh, on planet Earth. You know what's funny? I got something to say about that. Remember how I was just saying about like, looking you know you know are you using you know placidus or whole sign astrology whatever and stuff like that well it's funny because for me pluto and scorpio with a placidus chart it would be in the second house my pluto and scorpio 
Um, and what's so funny about that is like, cause right that, that like really does not resonate with me, but I know with this understanding of looking at it, like when I was a kid, hell yeah. Like for a while, like, yeah, those were a lot of my thoughts and concerns and, and feelings, maybe not so much in such a deep, dark, descriptive way sometimes, but like I, I did. I definitely, I definitely kind of was very aware of my mortality and, and, and death and all that stuff. And it's crazy um, how, you know, that, that, that changed somewhere already along the path a long time ago. So it's, it's funny how you could say how, you know, maybe there's a certain involvement to, to, you know, which way you're interpreting your, you know, your chart, whichever resonates best with you at the moment. But there is a good point to having an awareness of maybe some of the other ways your chart can be conducted to go further if you would like to sign up for our patreon we are doing in-depth uh videos and audios of uh how the houses for the pluto and scorpio generation we're gonna put it on the patreon for the for the for the tiers um we'll also have the videos of our podcasts through patreon as well so if you want to see us uh, as we're talking about these things, get more of a intimate and you know personal experience through all of our podcasts. We'll have all our videos up there, um, and then when it comes down to these uh, extra uh, astrological breakdowns and stuff like that, that will be there as well. You could always go check your birth chart and see where your Pluto is or wherever anything else is. Of course, there's always emailing us, staying in contact if you need anything for any questions, and uh, as always. Uh, we appreciate you. We are going to have more and more as time goes on. Uh, next week, I know we'll probably be going into different planetary aspects and, and, and whatnot. So that's going to be exciting. We'd also love some, uh, some feedback and let, let us know what you guys think. But in the meantime, uh, it's all love and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 